Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, it's time for Business Leaders Radio. Now, here's your host, John Ray. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Business Leaders Radio. I'm John Ray, and I've been looking forward to this one. Kevin Hartley is with us, folks. He is the founder of Cambio Roasters. Kevin, welcome. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about Cambio Roasters. How are you serving folks out there? Yes. So, um, and it's great to be um, with you and your listeners, John. It's awesome. Uh, Cambio Roasters is uh, the fastest growing K-Cup brand in the Southeast today, which means it's a K-Cup coffee that fits in a Keurig. Mm-hmm. And it's it's super exciting because... Um, uh, well, let, let me ask you this way. Get, guess how many K-Cups the U.S. is c- going to consume this year? Um, probably more than I could guess. <laughs> 18 billion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's Eight, way more than I would have guessed. Okay. 18 billion. So all, all businesses are, are initially started to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And the problem we're solving is to make it really easy to recycle and super generous back to coffee farmers with an unbelievable, great tasting cup of coffee. So we say... We're trying to help you fall in love, back in love with your Keurig again. I love that. Now, let's before we get into those two differentiators, I heard. Let's talk a little bit about you and your background because you, yes, you and I spoke a little bit before we came on the air about uh, your connection with uh, uh, some of the original development in this industry. Um, yeah, so I first did, I did my first project with the founder of Green Mountain Coffee, whose name is Bob Stiller, in mm-hmm. 2006. Mm-hmm. And that's the year that Green Mountain Coffee bought the little company called Keurig. And, um, uh, and when we did those, those first sales calls, John, in 2006, no grocer in America would stock a K-cup because nobody at, in their houses had a Keurig. And so, you know, if you're, if you're selling toothpaste or potato chips, a hundred percent of people have a mouth and they can use your product Right. or for a K cup, every grocer said, well, wait till you have an, an installed base that that's meaningful and come back. And today it's one of the largest and most profitable products in us uh, center store grocery nationally. And there's over 60 brands and 800 different kinds of of K cups making up that 18 billion cups a year. Wow. So you were involved in this, the development of this product from the very beginning. Yeah, that's right. And interesting. I I know you and I mentioned this briefly before, but it's fascinating that Mm -hmm. when, when folks around the country really started to embrace the Keurig idea, which is, whoa, we can just make a, even though, my husband and I disagree on the right type of coffee. We can each make the one that we desire back to back, whether one's a French roast and one's a decaf or one's a hazelnut. And as, when it really caught fire, a K-cup manufacturing line, John, costs about $8 million and it's the size of a small house. Mm. We had to install one somewhere in North America every 10 business days for more than four years to keep up with demand. And today there are 250 K-cup lines, and they're in big, huge uh, facilities, one in Knoxville and one in Spartanburg now that are larger than 11 U.S. soccer fields all under one roof, 24-7, 365. 
the wow. Sadagandist thing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, and just for people that don't know this history, um, so really Green Mountain Coffee really got the 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 machinery going, if you will, the Keurig machinery going, because they had an interest uh, interest in in vested interest in doing that. Yeah, the the, the backstory is fascinating. So mm-hmm. the three Boston entrepreneurs that started Keurig twenty five years ago or so. The reason a K cup looks like a K cup, John, is because when they were out to dinner brainstorming this idea, the, the Ken salad dressing came in that little cup, yeah. and they went, "Oh my god." maybe this would work for a little single serve pod idea. And then, and then um, they sold the first two brewers to Dunkin Donuts um, and they each cost $60,000 a piece. Those were the first two prototypes. Mm. And now of course the Keurig is, you know, $110 or $89 depending on the model. But mm-hmm. the Dunkin Donuts guys called up and said, you got to come take your machine back. And they said, well, why do we have to take our machine back? The Dunkin Donuts guys, what said, well, we thought, when you said single serve, you we thought you meant it made one cup of coffee at a time, not that it broke every time that we used it. So, <laughs> so, so they did, in fact, have to take take it back. They then launched a coffee brand called True North Coffee, which never got any traction. And their sort of final idea, being entrepreneurs and being tenacious, was what if we could convince boutique upscale coffee roasters to put a K-cup line in their facility and we would we Keurig would keep it running and the coffee roaster would pay six cents a cup royalty. And the first person who said yes to that was um, a, a super talented guy named Steve Sable at Green Mountain uh, Coffee. And the and the story began. Wow. Yeah. What a story. So at, at that at that time, John, our world headquarters at Green Mountain Keurig was a little farmhouse in Waterbury Center, Vermont, mm-hmm. and our office was up over the funeral parlor. And <laughs> today it's called Keurig Dr. Pepper, and the world headquarters is in the Dallas, a 50-story building in the Dallas Cowboys Metroplex. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, that that initial location was not an uh, arbiter of things to come, harbinger of things to come, right? So that would. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I love that. Uh, Kevin Hartley is with us, folks. Uh, he is the founder of Cambio Roasters, and I want to get to Cambio Roasters. Why did you start Cambio Roasters? Um, you, you know what led up to that. Why did you start the company? Yeah. So great question. I was first introduced to the term triple bottom line in 1994, and I've been obsessed with it ever ever since. And um, uh, so I did not make that up, but I'm in love with the idea, which is what if a business was run in such a way that it thought of of itself as having three bottom lines, Mm -hmm. one for profit, one for people, and one for the planet. And imagine if tens of thousands of us ran the world's corporations that way, how amazing force for change we could be as, as business people. And Cambio Roasters, Cambio is of course Spanish for change. And the core idea is to basically do a a triple bottom line uh, K cup brand in a totally exciting way. So, um, uh, um, and, and as we sort of talked about briefly a moment ago, mm-hmm. the 
the, the coffee business is really interesting, John. In the K-cup aisle of U.S. grocery is the only aisle where there isn't a truly entrepreneur-led, purpose- or values-driven brand. The K-cup set is the only place in U.S. grocery where there isn't a brand like that, if you can believe it. So there's ice cream with Ben & Jerry's, and there's paper products with 7th Generation. And in the mayonnaise aisle, there's cool little craft brands on and on and on. K-cups is the only one. And that's really camp and, and, and the, um, at the risk of boring your audience completely to death, about 21% of existing K-Cup customers wish that, that a brand like that existed. And that's Cambio. Cambio is Spanish for change. And we're out to change the K-Cup business one delicious cup at a time. And it's fascinating. So thinking of your bottom line for people, in addition to a bottom line, financial bottom line, mm-hmm. when a U.S. person hears coffee farmer, what, what is in a U.S. person's mind normally is a big, beautiful farm, John Deere tractors, amber fields of waving grain, et cetera. Mm-hmm. A coffee farm is quite a stark contrast with that assumption. It's a very modest, open-air um, dwelling on the side of a mountain 3,500 feet and a higher, typically, somewhere around the equator between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn, which is where the world's finest coffee beans grow. And the coffee beans is actually the seed of the coffee cherry, that beautiful red fruit. Mm. And you can only harvest a coffee plant one and a half times a year. And their farm is a, a two to four acre plot. So they have huge food insecurity and financial insecurity issues. So as our bottom line for people, we don't do 0% or 1%. We give 20% of our profits directly back to 10,000 coffee farming families. So if we hit our little target, 60,000 less people a year will we'll starve. Oh, wow. Um, so how do you find these farmers? Yeah, so great question. Um, we have partnered with a not-for-profit called Food for Farmers, which does an amazing, uh, they're from my home state of Vermont as well. Mm-hmm. And they um, do an amazing job on a couple of key platforms. They help the farmers uh, y- uh, yield of beans. Um, they help increase the farmer's yield of beans. And they also specialize in both helping them start gardens and beekeeping to uh, bolster their economic and, and food security. So they, they have many people on the ground all around Latin and Central America doing this amazing, amazing work. Terrific. Now, what, what, what Kevin, uh, I guess, what, what's, how does the product uh, get manufactured? Is that, uh, does that all happen um, offshore? Does the coffee get sent to the United States and then put in the K-cups? Or how does that work for you? Yeah, so that's fun. So coffee, um, as, I, as I said, grown um, all, around, all around the world, around the equator. And depending on the particular blend we're doing, for example, our Sumatra blend or anyone's Sumatra blend, Starbucks or pizza green mountains or ours comes from the island of of sumatra obviously so there's a lot of beauty as with grapes and wine there's a lot of um uh 
beautiful sourcing opportunities you have around the world. And Kona would come from Hawaii, uh, for example. Sumatra is fascinating because it's a it's actually a low altitude coffee, so it caramelizes differently in the roasting process because the molecules aren't quite so tightly packed together, and um, and it's grown in a hundred basically a hundred percent volcanic soil, so it has that very rich uh, earth tones. And then you know there are beautiful coffees in uh, in, in Central America, in Costa Rica, and um, all through you know, and our Colombian coffee comes from Colombia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colombia story is really interesting. Um, when Ann and I travel to coffee farms, these aren't commercial coffee farms. You would go on vacation. We're normally the only white people and only Americans they've ever seen. Mm. And the Colombian experience is, is fascinating, John. They can't have their uh, sons, the boys, go to grade school past when they're 12 years old or the drug cartels kidnap them. Oh, wow. So it's it's an amazing life that, that they have. In their, and I share with people all the time, in spite of their challenging sometimes challenging lifestyles they're probably the most genuine beautiful people you could you could ever meet their their generosity and caring and humor is just so admirable folks we're here chatting with kevin hartley kevin is the founder of cambio roasters so uh, oh and you i'm sorry you, you i didn't answer the question sorry to interrupt no where, please where how the K-Cups are actually made. Right. So I got sidetracked. They're, but they're lovingly sourced from around the world. Mm-hmm. They come, the, 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 the way the process works is the coffee cherry is harvested, that beautiful red fruit. Yeah. It's then depulped. So you're just left with the seed, which is, we call it the coffee bean. Mm-hmm. And that seed is typically dried on dirt um, parts of their yard under the sun. And it turns that really, we call it green coffee. It's a really light, tan and then that is put into those burlap bags that you think of with the coffee business the big burlap bags Mm -hmm. those are shipped around the world we um after lovingly sourcing our particular coffees we small batch roast them which means they aren't in in huge monstrous commercial roasters we small batch roast them in berkeley california and then we pack them into the amazing k cups in our hundred percent solar powered uh, K cup manufacturing facility in San Diego. Mm. And then they make their way around the, um, uh, U S in their beautiful compostable packaging. And it is beautiful folks. I've received it and, uh, it's terrific packaging, but, and, and just as important, the coffee tastes great. So I, let me say that, get that out there real quick. Um, uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, for the work you're doing on that, uh, Kevin and your team, you're doing great, great, great work. Um, let's talk about the, the packaging, the, and, and the recyclability mm-hmm. issue, right? So, mm-hmm. and, and I should have asked you this before we came on the air, but how much 18 billion cups? I mean, what give people, I mean, that's a huge number of people. It hard for me to wrap my head around, give some sense of what the, the size of that, uh, environmental problem. Yeah. It is hard to get your arms around. And it's, it's so funny when I reflect back on the mid two thousands where I couldn't sell one box to save three people's lives. (laughs) (laughs) 
But t- today, today there's um, there are about 115 million U.S. households. 90 million have some sort of coffee maker, and in, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Keurig is the primary coffee brewing system in 33.5 million households. Mm. And that's growing at about 10% a year, some of which is driven by the drop-dead gorgeous new new brewer designs, which are really exciting. Mm-hmm. The Then, you know, people, the household, either they all have a cup a day or one person has three cups or one person has one or whatever it is, and that adds up to the $18 billion. If you divide $18 billion by 365 days, a little over $40 million a day go in a landfill. Mm. $40 million a day. Right. Which, which is why we at Cambio are so obsessed on not only having it be recyclable so it can go in the blue bin, but having it be very easy to recycle. So we have a, um, uh, we have a patented pull tab, that, and the lid is designed to easily remove after brewing. Mm-hmm. And then you just either dump or compost your grounds, lid, filter, everything. You don't have to rinse it. All goes into the blue bin. And the exciting part then is it can go on to have a second, another life. Um, polypropylene's very, uh, which is what our patented cups are made out of. It's very upcyclable, it's called, which means it can be used in other products. Mm-hmm. So you'll find it in automotive parts. You'll find it in toothbrushes. You'll find it in new food containers. So um, it really t- sort of completes that, that, that in environmental story. And there's probably some folks out there that think, I, I didn't realize these cups were not, uh, recyclable. I mean, they're, they're probably throwing them in the recycle bin and not, not knowing they're not recyclable. The, mm-hmm. the traditional K cup. True. Very true. So, so in, in part of your job is to educate those folks as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you've got a patented process, talk about or a patented product here. Yeah. Talk about, I guess, the process that you went through to develop um, this, this innovation. Uh, what, I mean, how, how did you, you got the idea, but give us some sense of, lift the curtain and some, give us some yeah. sense of what it took to get from there to here. Yeah, it's fun. So my, one of my very early bosses um, uh, 30 years ago said, Kevin, in, in food and bev in the food and beverage world, it's great that you have a great stick, but your stick's not going to work unless you win on taste. So, so taking that advice to heart, in other words, you, you can have the the coolest uh, breakfast bar idea or milkshake idea, and then the consumer doesn't like it; it will never get traction. Doesn't matter what the value proposition is. Right. That, that's how we work with our taste buds. Not that every human agrees on what's the best tasting, right? But, but we all adjudicate it and we're, we're not going to eat things we don't like. So taking that advice to heart and winning on taste, we developed a, you know, I sourced a, as beautiful a bean as, as any other high-end premium roaster. And our roast master is amazing. Mm-hmm. He's fifth generation from the Pete's coffee family. And, and coffee roasting is sort of equal parts art and science, um, and, and, and it's really fun, like when the French roast, which is typically the darkest roast that people will offer, you um, you wait, the roast master waits for what's called the second crack, which is the second times it pops in the roasting process. And then immediately it has to 
be exited from the roaster, connected back again with oxygen so it cools very quickly so it doesn't continue to keep roasting. Mm -hmm. So it's within seconds and it's such a beautiful artistic thing to watch. It's almost like watching somebody, um, watching somebody do glass blowing. Then with all that lovely art and science, our cup, the K cup itself is really interesting. It has ridges instead of a smooth side. It has ridges like a muffin cup would have like a paper muffin cup. Mm. And that holds the filter away from the sides when the hot water meets the coffee grounds and all the coffee deliciousness gets extracted. Mm -hmm. It holds it away from the sides. So the whole top third of the K cup extracts equally as well as, as the bottom, which is why the, the, Cambio coffee tastes so amazing because you're actually getting more of the deliciousness. It's called total dissolved solids, but you're getting more of the deliciousness in, in, in each cup. Wow. Um, yeah, super cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fascinating because that reveals a, a whole lot of technology that you wouldn't and research that you wouldn't think exists behind just a simple little cup with coffee right? grounds in it, right? I know. It's, <laughs> it's always just amazing. The devil's yeah. in the details, and the details are so fun. Wow. And then um, in the spirit of not being totally boring, uh, John, our, our customer, who is a person sort of leaning into people and planet values, but is not some raging greenie, you know, chaining herself to nuclear power plants. Mm-hmm. These are all, you know, people like us who say, oh, my God, you mean it costs the same and it tastes better and it does all this good at the same price? Well, why wouldn't I try it? Mm. That's sort of our core customer. But she's been very clear with us, both in quantitative research and anecdotal conversations, where she doesn't want the brand to be too earnest and boring. She wants us to throw a party about how we're using our triple bottom line to help make the world a better place with each delicious cup. So the, the, the brand's got bright vibrant colors that that um, rifle through all the all of its um, visual beauty and instead of saying triple bottom line we say we sell eco-friendly people power profit sharing coffee pods and then my old boss at um who, who ran keurig and also ran coke prior to that said oh my gosh kev this is everything you would have wanted us to do and we would have said no <laughs> and and one of them is one of the one of the rules of the road is we go okay what would a big company never do and then let's do that So like our loyalty program is hilarious. It's our, our, uh, instead of uh, wanting our customers to be loyal to us, Mm -hmm. we show our loyalty to them and the, which is the exact opposite of a big company Mm. and the, 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 it's called December's on us. And to thank our customers for helping our small planet and the beautiful coffee farming families, we know how many pods they purchased on our website on average per month, whether that's a hundred or a thousand mm-hmm. per month. And we give them that many K cups free as our gift in December. And that's December's on us. So we try to have high service intensive, really fun, celebratory, great customer experience wrapped around our delicious little pods. Wow. So what you're telling me and our, and uh, our audience here is that if they buy 12 months worth, they're really only going to pay for 11. Correct. Wow. And, and you don't have to sign up for a subscription or anything crazy. It just, whatever you buy from the site, we, we did then just calculate it, but we don't force any customer to do anything he or she doesn't want to do. So if you, we call it, you know, 
personal pantry or automatic pantry. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, that's fine. Right. Uh, if you don't want to, that's fine. So we're, we're, we're trying to help our customers have the experience they want and be able to make a difference with each purchase. Uh, awesome. So you've got choices. That's always good. So, um, where, where does it, where do you get your product? Is it, uh, a mail order through your site? Is it in, are they in grocery stores now? Where can folks find your product? Yeah. So in, in grocery stores for the, our Southeast customers, they're in Harris Teeter, which, which you may know that name. That's yep. a big Kroger banner and a super great grocer. And then we're also available on Amazon, of course, and we're available at cambioroasters.com. We have customers in all 50 states and, and uh, territories who are, who are um, doing both our, our uh, site and Amazon. And then over the next couple of years, John, our intention is to be pretty ubiquitously available in grocery and mass merchants like uh, Target and Bed Bath and stuff wherever people are buying K cups is mm-hmm. our, is our dream. And, and like, I like to laugh when you're trying to make a difference with each purchase with 20% of profits and helping our small planet, if just my mother buys it, that's, that's great, but we're not making too much of a difference. We need, we need the millions and millions of, of, of cups to eradicate, to help to eradicate some poverty around the world and keep a ton out of landfills. Wow. Um, Kevin Hartley folks, uh, what a great vision, uh, that he and his, uh, company have Cambio Roasters is the name of his company. You know, Kevin, before we, um, kind of send people your way and wrap it up, I want to just ask you about the, 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 I'm sure there's some cynics out there that say how, how, you know, that, that, look askance at the people and the, uh, the planet kind of orientation. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and does that really work? I mean, talk about and, and address that point of view, but also talk to those entrepreneurs out there that, that do have that passion and want to go in that direction with their enterprise. Yeah. So those are two really cool questions on the former, which is what do you say to people who think that sounds a little goody two-shoe or you're too, too good to be true. The, the beautiful bar, part about our, uh, the, the way we're currently running our country and our purchasing is everybody gets to decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. We all get to adjudicate our purchases, which means we're the judge of, about what uh, turns us on or floats our boat or not. And if that's, if that is, um, uh, you know, going on eco travel adventures, or if that's um, uh, buying a suburban to take your kids to soccer practice in, it's all good. We get to decide. Brands like Cambio are for those people who are looking without sacrificing taste or price. They're looking for a way to make a little difference or to connect with real entrepreneurs with their purchases. You're, you're really seeing that. So I have... Um, my, my kids are uh, sort of in their late 20s age. And, and you really, among that cohort, it drives really high percentages of these, of these emerging young families' purchase desires. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting with, with Cambio, you would think, oh, my God, then every Cambio customer must be you know, 18. And it turns out that our average customer is in their late 50s and early 60s. Mm. So this desire 
to which we're all big coffee drinkers in those ages. But it turns out that, that our desire to help make the world a little better with each purchase permeates across a lot of age groups. And then again, in the spirit of being continuing to be totally boring, the research is very clear that about 21% of, of the 33.5 million U.S. households, so call it 7 million households, wish there was a K-cut brand like that. The other way to say that is 79% don't wish there was a brand like that. They're totally happy with Pete's or Starbucks or Dunkin's and the world's greatest coffee brands. So on the former, the first question I would say um, uh, that we can be always certainly not saying um, everybody else is bad and we're the only good one. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to be for that person who's looking for that idea. We're trying to be there their dream. And then for entrepreneurs thinking about triple bottom line, I would make a couple of observations. First, it ends, it's, it's a powerful magnetic force in your business for, for the following reasons. A, really cool customers get attracted to it. B, really cool employees get attracted to it. So you might have heard the 10x factor, but if you're paying an employee uh, $75,000 a year, one, one, the, the one that thinks they're working for a purpose that's greater than just themselves or greater than profit mm-hmm. will over time be way more productive than someone who's just mailing it in every, every day at company XYZ. So it attracts, it attracts amazing customers and amazing employees because many, many people love to work for a idea that's bigger than just themselves or a profit and yet they can still get well paid so so that that's cool the the other major thing to point out is it's totally on trend when i grew, grew up you know we didn't have 10 cents to rub together so for me going to mcdonald's was probably the most most exciting thing that would happen in my year when my grandparents came to visit my kids won't bring their kids to a fast food restaurant, even if you put a gun to their head. Their just values are completely different. And that's why Chobani yogurts and Kind bars and method detergents. And that's why that kind of stuff is flying off the shelves because it's consist- really consistent with where the, the world's going. I mean, I don't know how the heck you're going to sell an Oreo or, or Kool-Aid, which were my two favorite things, yeah. uh, 20 years from now, <laughs> or, or, or a ring ding. <laughs> So as, as your host laughs with, uh, no, knowing, uh, 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 of that history, I've got that history myself. I hear you. Um, well, let, let's, let's talk real briefly and we're running up on time, but I wanted to just for those that are interested, let's talk about your different blends, um, yeah. and what, what they can expect to find when they go look on your website or go to the, go to their hair's teeter or what have you. And and then how they can get in touch. Yes, so um, we have our range of blends is designed to meet the vast majority of America's coffee desires. Mm-hmm. So the 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 um, beans. Uh, trying to say this without being way too in the in the weeds. The 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 beans vary in flavor, which affects mouthfeel by origin and by roast type. So, you know, the great Duncan's brand in New England is a very light roast um, coffee, primarily Central American and African usually. Mm -hmm. And we call our lightest roast donut blend, Mm -hmm. which is a lovely 
combination high altitude, low altitude, light roast coffee. And it goes zooming through all through the nice medium roast of Sumatran and Colombian and, um, uh, and our house blend, which is amazing, all the way into our uh, delicious French roast. And then the big bomber cup of coffee called Cambio Special Dark, which holds up with cream like you would not believe. It's an amazing uh, cup of coffee. So whether you like that big Pacific Northwest bomber or you like that delicious um, uh, light New England style roast where you can actually still taste the coffee origin. We have, we have the coffee for you. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, did you know this, John, the darker you roast the coffee, the least caffeine it has. Oh, really? So, th- yeah. The French roast and special dark per gram actually have less caffeine than a light roast, which, which it's funny when people say, Oh my gosh, I can't drink your French roast. It makes me jumpy all day. <laughs> and, you just, and you just have to smile and go, okay, good on you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I understand why people have that come to that conclusion. I didn't know myself, um, but they just assume that the stronger the coffee tastes, the stronger the caffeine, mm-hmm. I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and as, as, as you know, that we feel very strongly about this, whatever one of those floats your boat, that's great. We just say brew early and brew often. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you've got uh, uh, the whole point of, of you answering that question was to say, Hey, we got all sorts of different blends and uh, try them all right. And, and, and the center in on whichever one you like the best. So yeah. An- another fun thing about Cambio is when you're, when you're, the big manufacturing lines with their robots that I described earlier, mm-hmm. they can't do a variety pack because you're not running all those flavors on the line at the same time. So Cambio has a really cool variety pack so you can get all um, eight of eight of our roasts in one experience, which is which is amazing. And then to to uh, contact me or us. Um, uh, and we're going to do the extra two hours of the show next, right, John? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, let me go get a cup of coffee first, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But to contact us, go to cambioroasters.com. Yeah. Um, and or you can email Ann, A-N-N, at cambioroasters.com. So the secret story here, folks, is that Ann does all the work. Uh, Kevin does the talking. Ann does the work, right? right. I don't think that's a secret. For sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least not with you. Right. Uh, I love it. I love it. It's funny, John, when my kids used to do that, you know, I've been a big corporate executive most of my life. And when the kids used to fo- do the follow the parent to work mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. their, their primary conclusion, this is when they were in high school, their primary conclusion was, so dad, we shadowed you for a day and you don't actually do anything. <laughs> just, you're just like in meetings or talking on the phone. What do you actually do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, as, as I, I laugh knowingly on that one too, Kevin. So we, you, you and I've got a lot in common. So, uh, well, this has been awesome. Uh, and I can't imagine that, um, there aren't some folks that want to know more that want to order. So again, it's cambio roasters.com. That's C A M B I O roasters.com. And um, any other points of contact you want to give, social media or anything like that, Kevin? Yeah, sure. Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Follow us on okay. both. It's awesome. 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 Yeah. Terrific. Kevin Hartley, folks. I could talk to him for quite a while, um, but uh, we better uh, let him get back to work and uh, get more places to uh, uh, expand and uh, uh 
distribute this great product. Cambio Roasters is the name again. Kevin Hartley, uh, thank you so much for coming on, and congratulations to you and Ann and all your whole team on your success. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that Business Leaders Radio is on available on all the major podcast apps. Uh, you can find our show archive at businessleadersradio.com. Uh, you can contact me directly if you'd like, jray at businessradiox.com. If you've got uh, feedback on the show or uh, um, complaints or, or criticism or uh, uh, a claim, but uh, the claim ought to go to our great guest, and we'd appreciate it if you like this show, that you would share it uh, so that it helps uh, our guest, uh, helps Cambio and our other guests that we've had on the show over time. That's why we do what we do here at Business Radio X. So for my guest, Kevin Hartley, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Business Leaders Radio.